0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Friday nights, the after show on narrative TV. Are you two guys a sight for sore eyes or what? It's just so nice to see you. Here's Lincoln's Bible, LB and Greg Oliar. How are you two tonight? Let's start with you, LB.
1: I'm good. I'm hot. It's hot in Los wow. Angeles.
0: It is summer yeah, and it is our summer special. Say.
1: It's summer. Yeah. And I'm happy to be here with you guys.
0: It's good to see you. So Nice. Greg, how are you? How have you been? You've had a little break.
2: I've had a little break. I'm good. This has been a rough week, man. News-wise, it's just too yeah. grim to. We're all wearing black. I think it's appropriate that we're all wearing black. Not not to start to show off on a down note
0: well but. we're going to be talking a lot about it it's hard not yeah, to talk about what's going on in the news and it, there's just too much going on it's a, a tragedy beyond uh, beyond words really what a horrible way to end a horrible war and 20 years has been a long time for america to be obsessed with this uh, this conflict and i think the death toll is now at 170 or something like that it's really really high yeah. and so joe biden carrying all of this weight and I, I personally feel like that's in an incorrect place to be blaming people or, or certainly an incorrect place to be placing the blame but we'll talk a lot about that during the show today but it's uh it's without a doubt a very difficult week for america as it leaves afghanistan but on the other hand we're leaving afghanistan which is boy what a horrible exercise in in war and futility because really there was no reason to be there in the first place maybe there was some reason in terms of osama bin laden but not really beyond that so lots to talk about there we're also going to talk about the vaccines and we're going to talk about uh, horse uh, what are they called horse dewormers which are making their way around america as a cure for uh, COVID. and maybe if your predictions are right greg
1: my poor horse by the way i'm not happy about this is no one's thinking about the animals <laughs> i'm sorry but
0: not having enough dewormers for the animals yes. yes of course well the humans it's actually a good human drug too for other things but we might be running out of it. Really? Yeah, yes, it is good. It's actually, yeah. know, it's got legitimate purposes, but yes, it's ridiculous that people are using it for the wrong reasons when they can just get a vaccine, but there you go, it's wild times. Do you see the Israeli prime minister ah. came to visit uh, um, Biden in the White House today? There was a moment at the yeah. end there, which was really weird. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later on as well, because it just made me think oh. what is he talking about? Uh, he's uh Oh
1: no. Oh, yeah, like in, really weird,
0: like in a really weird, like- You're gonna
1: <laughs> surprise us with some of this
0: well okay. I can tell you now if you, if you watch, in real time so so he ends the thing with a he's going to read something from the Haftorah, which is a version of the Torah like a piece of the Torah that isn't commonly okay. read tomorrow and um he quotes from it and in this quote he talks about or this is very rough paraphrasing of what he said but he said something like right. and all the Jews will return to Israel and rebuild the old Israel together which sounds on the surface just like oh well, we've heard this th- kind of stuff before except like, people who are read into this whole world also know that there's a sort of this right wing fantasy theory, whatever you want to call it, that all the Jews will return from to Israel from the United States and elsewhere in the world and rebuild Israel. It's like on the far right fringes of how the world might turn out. And either he thinks we're dumb or we're not paying attention, but I saw it and that's what he said. And Biden. Yeah,
1: but there's Biden, another subtext to it that's, that might be positive. Yeah, it could so, be.
0: And it was but, a very, and he put it that way. He said to yeah. him, he said to him, this is Biden's very, you're part of the reason that all of this is happening. And then he this with a mask off, by the way, which I thought was really rude. Like, he took, takes the mask off if, in front of a room full of people in the media, even though he's got the three doses thing going on and whatever it is they have in Israel. Keep your mask on. You're in a press conference. Takes the mask off, he makes this pronouncement. And then Biden shoots back with, well, it's not really my doing, it was uh, Barack Obama's doing, which we all know is like a deep context of, you know, Biden and Obama and Netanyahu did not love each other at all. So it was a bit of, um, it was really an interesting moment, really awkward in a weird way. And if you didn't know the dynamics, you would think, oh, there's nothing here. But I, I think there was something there, so I'm pointing it out. I just, as, okay. as something for people to look out for, i do not sure what it means. I,
2: he is a right-wing guy, right? is yeah. that? Yes. He yeah. is it's basically not, a, he's, yes. He's not a mod of criminal, but no. he's still a right-wing, extreme, hard right-wing guy
0: even yeah. more than Netanyahu yeah. in some ways, and yeah. even more religious yeah. and far more religious than Netanyahu, which is why he was quoting from the Haftorah, which is it's interesting, but it's not exactly kind of thing you would do at the White House. And so I was like, huh, makes me wonder if things have really uh, shifted in Israel or whether we're just and It's
2: funny that you bring this up because I, I actually Israel. was thinking about that today, like the idea, that idea that he was talking about of this prophecy that The Jews will return to Israel and then the rapture is coming or whatever these people believe. And I was thinking about it in the context of this is a really like 3000 year old op that these guys are doing. Right. Right. And uh, I just had that thought today. So it's interesting that this actually happened and he quoted it. Because I thought of this independent of even knowing that he was
0: here. Well it's this kind of thing where if you're it's a self fulfilling prophecy, right? If you say it enough times and you do it over a long enough period of time, you can actually get people to do it because they buy into it. But it's uh, if you way.
1: attach that to don't take a vaccine, which is not what they're doing in Israel, but it is what's happening over here.
0: Right. On the right. Bar,
1: maybe they will rapture. That is a quick way to get raptured. Get raptured.
0: What oh, I mean, do people get like a get out of hell card or whatever it is for the, Does Donald Trump have some sort of deal with all these people to, you know, make sure that he doesn't have to, to die with the rest of us if this apocalypse, apocalyptic version happens or do they have deals That's a like deal
1: with the devil? Yeah.
0: Excellent. But do they have that deal? Yeah. I'm just wondering where you go and, and you get that deal. Is there like a, a special office where you could say, I'll sell my soul to you? If you- it was
1: one of Jeffrey Epstein's brothels, I believe is where <laughs> totally. you could show up. <laughs> and get that deal
0: right probably you probably got the deal right there probably that uh court case is coming up soon so that'll be interesting that uh Zev, can you hear me okay now i can hear you okay all the time why is people saying they can't
2: no i i didn't do the little What's button happening? where i turned my, i have my fancy microphone in oh. front of my face the oh on. And oh. I did not switch to it. So now I've switched it to says it. says
1: your mic sounds a wee bit muffled. I know, yes, no, I, saw, I heard it. Oh,
2: Thank okay. you for whoever... And also over. that
1: you're nicely co because they're noticing that you got your hair done. You I hair didn't cut. get anything done. These mm. people <laughs> all relaxed. Except Zev, Zev doesn't ever relax. No, I worked my... And I worked my ass off. I did not off, relax. Um, what which galaxy I am I relaxing? Come on. I don't know. You took... Yeah, you don't relax. That's you don't relax. Tr- so you don't it's not like
0: relax. anyone is sitting on a beach. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? Like we could have been sitting on a beach. And-
1: wow. When is that going to be Although happen?
0: I will I allow relax. no one worked worked quite as hard as the machine over here.
2: It's the machine. Uh, sweating, oh, right. currently sweating in, in her oh. Southern California. Right. Redoubt.
1: I really oh, did. Got, got I really a media pulled media a rabbit out of a hat. I don't <laughs> know how I did it. I had a lot of support. I'll just go ahead and say it. Not that yeah. oh, he's going to just be so angry at me, but. While the silent one had shingles, because mm. my summer hasn't been horrible enough, it was just now. Let's put, let's just put some icing on this shit cake uh, of your summer, and a nice cherry on top, and uh, take your biggest support system out <laughs> with a, a bad case of the shingles. So he's fine now, everybody. But it was, that, that we'll was give Stephen that our best because he joke.
0: is uh, the best. Uh, oh, you said his name? Oh my god, I want to relax <laughs> it.
1: The uh, it's silent
0: right. one. I'm sorry.
1: The silent one. I've it's been okay. so good with it's this. It's actually no big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Our names are out.
0: Yeah. But somehow. anyhow, we love him. Because so I mean, He's the greatest. He is the yeah, greatest. He is. He is. Cosine. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Plus one. Not trigonometry, like cosine. <laughs> I agree
2: with you. It's like, uh, okay. basic, so let's talk a little
0: basic, uh, basic. bit uh, about Afghanistan here because this has been a, oh, boy, what a difficult period of time. Now, there's a bunch of things that I guess we could break it up into different categories. If I was going to, I would start off with just the exit has been, some people would say, just what you'd expect at the end of a war. Other people would say it's been a disaster. In the category of, this is what happens when you leave a war. Where, where would you guys fit into that category?
2: Oh, can I, can I start this? You go or, for it. You yes, mind, I'll be? Awesome. Okay, so no. when the British pulled out of Afghanistan in 1843, they had 4,000 troops, they had 12,000 civilians, and they had assurances from the Afghan government, right? Just like we did, that everything was gonna be just fine on their march from uh, Kabul to Kandahar where the British were garrisoned. So off they went, and the rumor has it that the prince at the time, Akbar Khan, shouted in Persian, spare them, but in Pashto shouted, kill them. And <laughs> anyway, of the- this is true. Of the, yeah, this is 12. true. Of the, how many did I say? 14,000, is it 12 or 14,000? I think it was 14,000, no, 16,000, excuse me. Yeah,
1: you uh, said 100, but you civilians. mean 1,000. Yeah, yeah.
2: 1,000, there were 14,000, troops plus civilians going on that in a column, because it's like through the, the mountains and everything. Guess how many soldiers survived to make it to the British garrison? Guess.
0: Three. No, no lower. What, no, really? Zero. Zero? One. One, one fucking one. guy, okay? Who's that guy? One, guy? one guy.
2: British Empire, most powerful empire the world had ever known, could not get more than one guy
0: so leaving afghanistan so, complicated very
2: complicated yes it's fucking complicated <laughs> and again he had assurances from the, the afghan government double crossed them and they all died so that's what the situation was there then and that's what the situation it's the same stuff did the Grand British government. try to take a American?
1: million people with them? Okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Did, they, did they airlift? Did they, I know Donald Trump seems <laughs> to no think airlift. at least, you know, in our, in our revolutionary war, we had airplanes. I, I didn't say a lot when this was all happening because I do historical context when it comes to talking about intelligence operations and operatives, not necessarily, everyone assumes you're always talking about United US. I'm not in that context. Uh, I know a shit ton about gangsters. I actually know a bit about corruption in Afghanistan more than one would think. And I still kept my mouth shut and watched because he here's he, <clears throat> Unless you're active military intelligence in the moment associated and connected to that region and that operation. Hmm. You don't know shit. You don't know what the president knows. You don't. Mm -hmm. Right. I know there's a lot of people say, oh, my people are telling me this and my people are telling me that. And they're on Twitter and they're flailing. Who are your people? Because Mm -hmm. they're not as there are they other retired people. There's a lot of folks that have a deep connection either from being of service themselves in our military and armed forces over there or connections to people who are still involved over there. This is a very traumatic, this has been a really traumatic experience, period, full stop for everyone who sacrificed. Even if you're sacrificed, you came out without an injury, you came out with anything, you sacrificed to be over there. For God's sakes, it's a horrible place to be. Mm-hmm. So, and war is horrible. And and you, we're not even ready for these stories that we're about to hear of what people saw over there for as many years as they were over there so understand first of all that there's this trauma and it's just you have a huge population of people who just the experience of that ending and the experience of oh my god what are they doing and we can't just leave people and they they're right into a part of their brain that's going to be hyperbolic and rightfully so and they're stressed and they know people and try to get people out and try to talk to their people and they love people that does not mean they have the first fucking clue what the president of the united states knew That doesn't mean they had the first clue of what intelligence was being crafted, not crafted, not made up, but but collated, coalesced, really vetted, gone through. It's an intense experience that is to get that kind of intelligence in front of the president of the United States in real time as fast as you can around a situation like this. Only the people who did that and the president himself and the Joint Chiefs have the first fucking clue what that intelligence was. And I, I just, it's just, and I'm not in intelligence. I'm just a fucking screenwriter. Okay? But I know enough to know that.
0: So Are you talking I can specifically sort of think, about the exit? Are so you talking about the, the bombing or the... I'm um... talking
1: about the exit. I'm talking about the decision to go. I'm yeah. talking about the exit, how yeah, it was handled. Yeah. I'm talking about the whole thing. Now we can see some of what we understand was coming to our the administration, to our president, about what was going on there was imminent threat of this kind of attack if there's imminent threat of this kind of attack how fast do you feel like you got to get everybody the fuck out of there and also be very vocal and declarative of we're doing this we're going to do this this is what we're going to do we're going to get out because that shifts the mission now the mission is a mission about leaving and getting as many people as you can every american you can everyone that helped us out Thank god we don't want to get into how that that process was sabotaged intentionally by the prior people it for this moment to occur and it be on joe's head Mm -hmm. so the mission changed by changing the mission we're no longer in an active war experience right so that if that imagine this kind of terror attack coming and hitting because donald trump did a deal to let all those fucking people out of prison so imagine if this attack happened and we were still in an active war stance. And then we said, no, no, we're getting out, we're retreating. We would have been the nation that retreats. We are a nation Just
0: that's retreating, but we are.
1: We're not, we ended our war and we shifted our mission. Okay, mm-hmm. so now that the diff- it's a different mission because Joe made the mission clear, we're gonna be in this mission now, right? Knowing that a, probably an attack is gonna happen. This is my looking at it. This is why I waited. This is why I didn't weigh in. This is why I didn't do it on Twitter. I was just waiting and watching and seeing there's something, some big thing we don't quite understand or know about what actually is coming to the president of the United States and informing this decision. Now we have at least a window into that. And so in that way we need to stand up for this president. If he hadn't shifted the mission, That would we would have been further engaged in warfare there. We would have been. Now we can do a a seek and destroy. (laughs) We don't have to retaliate with our armed forces in an act of war. That's a very different thing. Excuse me. I guess if war scholars want to come after me, come fucking after me.
0: Look, I think you're right, right in a bunch of things. I think you're right that it's absolutely- I am right about th- th- this. That no one knows what it's like. No one can ever imagine what it's like to be in that situation. The, sh- the mission is the same as what Donald Trump wanted it a little later, but it was the same mission. However, the underlying thing that you're both saying, I think in your, your comments is that retreating from a war like this Surrounded by these enemy countries that you have, surrounded by the Taliban and all their various factions and then other factions of of various uh, terrorist groups is probably one of the most complicated things you can imagine doing in any right. hot war situation. And these people are also trying to airlift 100,000 people with them. It is so complicated, so intense as you're pulling back every resource you have that it's remarkable. Yes. And I think the what America has shown this week, and I wish America would stop beating itself up about this, is that it is the only country in the world capable of doing something like this. And it's not even imaginable that anybody else could pull this off. But no one else could pull this off, I can guarantee you, it's such a first you have to have the will to, to care about the the people that you have been fighting for or fighting with all along to bring them out. And that to me is something we should discuss later on, because it's a I don't know, necessarily agree with the whole idea of it. But the fact that they're doing it while fighting their way out of a complicated two decade war, it says a lot about America and it certainly says a lot about about Joe Biden and about the administration if they care enough to be doing all this stuff on the way out of a war because it never happens. People never airlift a million people or 100,000 people or any number of people out of a war that aren't their own combatants they normally no, leave we, them we, behind. we, really
1: we actually brought a lot of people out of Vietnam so we put we we some do people this. out of Vietnam but we, we don't do it like we this do do this we didn't haven't done it like this this is no. again it's a different mission than an act of war yeah so I think if, it's remarkable yeah but... we had if those terrorists attacked us before our mission had shifted we would have had to respond from a war position. We said, it keeps you, he said, the war was ended. We ended it. We said, we're done. We, we, it's not. And now, why did Joe keep that? Why did he keep the deal that the other guy did? And why was he pointing everybody in the room, and all the reporters in the press in the room, to this May 1st thing? There's a lot to unpack in there. I think that was some wishful thinking that the press is going to give a fuck and actually report and give context and look at that and sort of say, oh, you're talking about when An actual deal was made with the Taliban around the Afghan government that forced the Afghan government, which was completely corrupt, to collapse on its face and run for it. Those people fucking ran. They got out. Right. That was all set up. not that the press, not that we're going to get them give that context every time they start blathering on about this whole thing. But he tried to focus them on that. And instead, he had to say a prayer because it was so frustrating.
0: I mean, the media is um, doing an, an awful job. I really believe that. Go ahead.
1: Let's get to
2: that in a second. Yeah, let's let's yeah. hold off on the media for because yeah. I want to talk about Afghanistan stuff a little bit and, yeah. and, and piggyback yeah. on some of the stuff that both of you were saying. First, you talk about mission. The initial mission of Afghanistan was to destroy al-Qaeda in Afghanistan and get rid of the Taliban. We did that by December of 01.
0: And Osama bin Laden. So, I think Osama bin Laden and uh, Al Qaeda yeah,
2: would be that. We, we we flushed concept, him out the yeah, whole deal, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. We neutralized their power. Mm-hmm. And at that point a decision was made to go nation build. And we can argue till the cows come home whether that was good or bad, but it was something that we tried. And I don't there are compelling reasons why that was a good idea, I think. The Taliban, okay.
0: Back on that, I, I don't I, think the decision was ever made to nation build. I think the decision was to support the the Afghanistan army and, and build help them build a government. But it was a never democracy. we're going gonna... Dem- em-
2: building. Dem- building. to it.
0: It's nation building. Yeah. That's,
2: that's what nation building is. The mission shifted is the point. Okay. I was going to write back. That's a, a lot time more than that. American contractors okay. Having... Yeah. I I, 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 I was going to, I wrote a novel that never, whatever about, and one of the characters was a soldier coming back from Afghanistan. So I read a lot of books. I read this book, which is Afghanistan's endless war, state failure, regional politics, and the rise of the Taliban by Larry P. Goodson. Mm-hmm. This is an academic book. I read that. I read The Fragmentation of Afghanistan by Bennett R. Rubin, also a good book. I read Little America, okay? uh, Which kind of Mm -hmm. says what, whoops, I can't do this thing.
1: Uh, I know, I can't ever do it, there you go.
2: Okay, (laughs) Ghost War, Steve Cole, Ghost War, really good book if you wanna understand what's happening or happened in the lead up, and of course, The Forever War. And I read a bunch more books besides I don't feel even remotely fucking qualified to talk about this. And these people on TV know, did not read all of these books. <laughs> do, That's A, okay? So we can argue till all the right. cows come home about what, whether what we did was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I, I, I read something this morning that I wrote in March of 01 about the Taliban when they blew up the Buddhist statues at Bamiyan and how the women were being treated in that society. And it was fucking awful. It was awful. And I think, I don't know, but I suspect that when we leave, it's still gonna be really awful, but it's not gonna be as bad as it was. I would like to think that us being there for 20 fucking years made some kind of difference. I really would like to think that,
0: okay? I think you're right. The
2: reality of democracy is that it's hard. We wanted to go in there and have them treat their women better. We can't do that here. We want them to treat their LGBT community better. We can't do that here. Okay, we want, to build we democracy want them there. to treat that's... their elections and have yeah. the elections be free and fair. Yeah. We can't, can't do fucking that do that here. Yeah. So how are we going to go there and teach them how to do it? We can't even do it here, right? At this point, that's what's happened in the last twenty years and in the last four years under this fascist fuck Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Okay. So anyway, that's the politics I of it.
1: Say about him.
2: Yeah. Okay. Right. The other thing is Biden had several choices to make. The first choice he had to make is should I honor this horrible thing that Pompeo and Trump cooked up? And the answer was, yes, I must, because we're the United fucking States. And as horrible as these corrupt mobsters are, they were the government of the United States. We have to honor the treaty that was signed by the government of the United States. Again, we can argue about it, but that is a that's a pretty compelling thing to do. To go back on international agreements, even if they're bad, is probably not great. It's
0: not good for you. Not good for your country.
2: Yeah. So, okay. You can bash Joe all you want. That's a pretty, that's a perfectly uh, defensible stance under the circumstances. And now what are we supposed to do? The, the politics are now out of it. Now the mission is we're done. We're leaving. We want to get everybody out that we can get out right now. And I worry about this. There's a hurricane heading towards Louisiana, Mississippi right now, by Mm -hmm.
1: the way. And I'm sure
2: people were warning about the hurricane and there are going to be people that do not heed the hurricane warning they're not going to listen to the hurricane. So they're just gonna be like, I'll be okay, I'll stay in my house, it'll be fine. And some of them will they may die because they did not heed the warning. And the State Department has been warning American citizens in Afghanistan to leave for the last what, nine months? Yeah. So So when they say that the thing to do when you're there is to leave. They're trying or everything no. they-, they
0: can stay. It's their choice. Or they can but, stay,
2: it's- but it's not it's, it's like with the v- fucking vaccines. Yeah. Oh, Joe Biden can only lead the horses to water. That's yeah. all he can do. He cannot make people drink. He does not have that power. He's not a dictator. Mm-hmm. All he can do is lead them to water. So exactly. to ding him on that is also stupid. At the end of the day, people have to take responsibility for their own stuff, right? You've been warned, you've been told for months, get out, this is coming, get out. The thing to do if you want to get out is to get out so under the circumstances as horrible as this attack was i don't see how this is could be handled any better than what we're doing this is a huge major success by the united states military it is a major success and in two weeks everyone will see it in two months everyone will applaud it and a year from now at the midterms everyone's going to be like thank god we're not in afghanistan anymore not so these means- fucking assholes on cnn and everywhere mm. else can go fuck themselves
0: i 100 agree I it's i think biden has done an exemplary job he's just a phenomenal leader i can't imagine having anyone else in the chair right now certainly not Donald Trump, there there are very few people that can manage that kind of high stakes retreat from a 20 year war surrounded by your enemies, the way Joe Biden has done with the compassion he's done. And these the empathy that he's had and the sympathy that he's had has been remarkable. Only Joe Biden could have done that. And anyone who tells you otherwise I mean, is just not looking at the situation. Normally, you just you can't look at the situation and say it could have been done any better. And it's very sad that we've lost so many um, well, I- service members. But yes, but it's a war. Uh-huh. It is a war and uh, our sympathies well, to them but, a, and their families. But, it's, it's, but
1: but again, I come back yeah. to that. I'm going to keep coming back to this, everybody, because it's really important. <laughs> Joe went out yesterday, talked about the event, the terror bombing, right? And gave some really important pieces of information in saying, we actually think we know who did this. Mm-hmm. So if you know who did this, it's not because... You've done a DNA test on the remains in, in a situation like that, and you figured it out. It's because of there was intelligence, and remember, he didn't. He was kept out of this intelligence. It started in February 2020 with the former uh, the fucko. It went. It, it made got solidified. It was about the Taliban actually gaining control and dismantling the Afghan government as it was, which was corrupt and was bound to collapse anyway. But that's not why he did it. He did it because he's Putin's holes. Because he's the Kremlin's <laughs> holes. He's got two holes that 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 Putin <laughs> focused on. By the time he was done with his presidency, he, he probably had four. Right? Don't forget we had bounties on the ours our soldiers' heads that coming from the Taliban. This was all intelligence that came in. All of this was kept from the incoming administration by that 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 weird hen, Emily, whatever. So it was all intentionally mm. kept from him. He gets in, the deal's done. It's all, Donald Trump even came out and said, oh, I, I set it up so that he was gonna, it was gonna be a mess from him no matter what he did. I got, I covered that. I did the Afghanistan thing. <clears throat> Doing his quink nod, saying it out loud because that helps him Oh my God! And then he's never going to get indicted for any of the shit he does because he just talks about it in real time. And if he's just talking about it, then it's the First Amendment. And what can we do? He's confessing his crimes, but it's not really a confession. It's just the First Amendment. So, oh, we can't prosecute this guy. This is the insanity of that former presidency that is continuing to this day.
0: And we'll okay. continue after okay. this break. We've got and lots we'll... to talk about, oh, okay. and uh, we'll break. be back. We've we'll right. good lots. to we'll go another thirty minutes or more. <laughs> We'll talk more about Afghanistan, but I know you're dying to learn about uh, what happened to that mattress. So I'm not a great sleeper, as it turns out. I needed to be freezing, cold, and completely dark, and then I cocooned myself in pillows. Even then, sometimes I toss and turn all night. I thought it was stress about politics, maybe the pandemic, who knows, but recently I took a sleep quiz and I realized it was my mattress that was all wrong for my style of sleeping. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have a soft, medium and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the Helix Sleep Quiz and was matched with a Helix Dusk Luxe mattress because I sleep on my back and wanted something with medium firmness. It's a huge upgrade over what I used to have. It's soft, but still really supportive. And now I'm falling asleep right away and sleeping well throughout the night. So if you're looking for a mattress, just take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped in a box. It's amazing. It just falls out of the box. It really is impressive. And it's shipped for free. Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired magazine. It's pretty impressive. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. Can you imagine that? So 100 nights, good night's sleep. And if you don't love it, you can send it right back and you will love it, of course. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and on two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com narrative. That's N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. And you'll get $200 off for two free pillows. Tell them I sent you and you won't regret it. I promise that. It's a great mattress. There you go. So we're back oh, the sleeps have not gotten that much better this week not this week they haven't been that great with all this war stuff look i posted this the other day and i was really it was a bit of a joke this was before the event when you look at afghanistan that it's like the entire thing is a stage it's a theater for all the powers around it there are forces around that country that are Impacting Afghanistan because it's surrounded by the worst countries in the world. You've got China, Pakistan, Iran, and basically Russia and through the all the stand countries. So all these countries are basically impacting Afghanistan, which is why it's never going to be some dream democratic state because it just never, never can. There's no chances of, of succeeding in that way. So here we are stuck in this war and trying to leave. All these countries have an agenda to come at America, and they surely did. I'm convinced that when you really look at all of this, you will see that Russia and China and others are are, you know, basically playing America on its way out. We certainly know that China's involved in there because they are already looking to get those um, rare earth minerals uh, mining contracts that are in Afghanistan. They've already set themselves up for that $3 trillion windfall that they'll get once America leaves. We know that Russia basically supports ISIS. You know, ISIS is basically Russia's proxy army. They do all sorts of things for Putin when he needs it. And so it's no surprise that it was ISIS-K that did today's or yesterday's bomb blast. Iran, we know about Iran, and Pakistan is really how we got Al-Qaeda in the first place. It's the Taliban in the first place. The Haqqani network, which established the Taliban, is basically an effort of the uh, Pakistani intelligence services. So, and they're partially an organized crime thing, partially a terrorist organization. They just span the world of of grossness. This is the territory we were trying to pull out of. The chances of us pulling out of that part of the world successfully without anyone dying, without any like chaos is basically impossible. It's never been this way in Afghanistan. It's never been like that.
2: Again, how many British troops died? (laughs)
0: one <laughs> sorry sorry no, one, one, one survived, survived. <laughs> one
2: survived. And I, and there was like it was a half dozen Indian servants that were with him wow. that's it yeah it's all you just was, can't pull when, out when the Prime was. Minister of Britain heard the news he had literally had a stroke yeah a huge fucking deal
0: you've got a question why we went yeah. in there in the first place knowing all this yeah. and it's not like we were surprised that this was the territory we were flying into but you know it's
2: in the princess bride for God's sake he (laughs) says it in the princess bride the first rule is never get into a land war in Asia
0: right this is the thing that I that sort of does get me a little bit upset because three times now Russia and China have been able to pull America into Wars in their part of the world in countries where they are bordering on or close to and they've done the same thing three times they've set up these proxy armies, and America goes in and does the very best they can, thinking that they will defeat this proxy army, because how big can this proxy army be? But it's not really just the proxy army, it's China and Russia, that they're fighting all the time, and they have much more patience. And so we get stuck in these situations again and again. So if there's something to think about it, not doing again, is going to that side of the world and getting stuck in a war there, it's, well,
1: it's here's the thing, yeah. we were attacked by terrorists, <laughs> yeah. who are also Fucks, okay. Right. We weren't attacked by a nation state. We weren't right.
2: Good we point. were
1: attacked by operatives of truly of a crime syndicate. That's what attacked us, and they were Saudis. <laughs> so most of them. So
2: yeah,
1: I'm saying we weren't attacked. It wasn't. It was an act of war, but the war to be had in terms of responding was a war with transnational organized crime. It just was. That's that. What that and that war is literally the war that that we heard the president articulate yesterday of like, we will hunt you down and we'll kill you you just do a heat-seeking mission for the crime lords you take their money you freeze their fucking money off from them and you go in and you disrupt these uh, But he these didn't say that he said he was going after
0: isis k and that's fine go after isis k but that's not okay you know what isis no
2: they froze a lot of money he said, yeah, it. just, nobody's talking about it. He, it was in one of the announcements. They have a he's, shit ton of, saying, of
1: money. He's responding now. We're responding now. The United States responding now in the way that if we had responded this way after 9-11, it was just almost impossible. Again, it just was a thing where it, it, our flex was to go in and invade because it was such a massive invasion and attack on us. But it wasn't a nation state that attacked us.
0: Certainly in it Afghanistan. Was,
1: it was a syndicate. And mm. so it took us a while to figure that out. And it took us a while to find it. There were a lot that we knew that should have been clues. But we had, I think, a, a, a very challenged, I'll put it that way, uh, administration in at the time. So it was a perfect bait. It just was. It was the mm. perfect bait to bait us into a land war in Asia. It was. Yeah. And in the Middle East.
0: And they've done that before. And. Uh-